Welcome to the Millennial Falcon, a pop culture podcast by three geeky millennials. I'm Willoughby Dobbs, a filmmaker in the D.C. area, and with me, as always, are my two hosts. I'm Hwai Chen Bui, a writer for Slash Film and a pop culture journalist in New York. And I am Anya Crittenton, a writer at Gay Star News, and I am back with my co-hosts. Welcome it has back, been Anya. a while. Between, like, the holiday break and me recovering from jet lag last weekend after being in Japan... It's just been a while since I've talked to you guys, and it's so good to be back. So good to have you back, Anya, even though I'm sure you were having a great uh, rollicking time in Japan. I I was, you know, uh, connecting with my inner weeb again. I'm, like, exploring that again. (laughs) It's been lots of fun. I'm sure you both approve heartily. Did you go to the Disney World of Japan? To go to Tokyo Disney World? Oh, Tokyo Disney. I went, um, last time I went to Japan, last March. Oh. Yeah, this okay. was a shorter okay. trip, more of a, like, vacation than, like, traveling. Cool, 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 cool. So, yeah, cool, but I went cool, to Tokyo cool, Disney cool, last cool, time, cool. and it's pretty cool. So, yeah. But now I'm back, and I'm excited to be podcasting. And this week, we are looking forward. Um, so... We're going to talk about the things that we're looking forward to this year in 2019 um, in the year of pop culture. Um, there were some really great things last year, and I'm wondering to see if this year can keep up. So we'll find out. We're doing this similar to all our roundtable discussions in the past. We're each going to take turns. Um, we have five categories or themes or bunches of things we're just very excited because we're all very terrible at narrowing down to like single five things we can't do that we're because just... we consume so much and we're just so excited about so much maybe if like hollywood put out less it'd be huh <laughs> hollywood should also put out less but also netflix should put out less because they're they're giving they're doing like 70 movies a year and it's ridiculous it's ridiculous netflix netflix speaking of putting out netflix is horny for that money oh they horny oh, they for are. that cash you know they are <laughs> i've been to their headquarters i know i know i've seen it um <laughs> netflix we still love you i'm kind never of. giving up my netflix account <laughs> We have a love hate relationship with you. We do, we do. We're like we're like trapped forever in this account, but like Mm -hmm. we can't. We keep going back. Speaking that actually leads really well into my first category, so I'm gonna go first. Yeah. Let me tell you guys something that you guys might not believe. So this year, I am considering, maybe, possibly, canceling my Disneyland pass. (gasps) What? Anya, are you okay? Anya. Anya, are you okay? Are you Anya, abducted, wait, so, Anya? Wait, Anya, are you okay? <laughs> Anya. So listen. No, no, this is, no, we're the only ones in this podcast. Are you okay? Do you, it's okay. Blink once for I'm, yes. Blink twice for no. Blink twice for I'm being held hostage by Knott's Berry Farm and Universal. <laughs> you blink twice. Okay, AC, we gotta get to California and help Anya. Getting, <laughs> I'm buying a ticket right now. My okay, God. Okay. I'm so glad I'm going to get help. I've been so worried. Um, No, seriously, though, um, I'm considering it for two reasons. One, to save some money, and two, to to protest them a little bit. And how much the Disney parks make and how much they charge versus how much they don't pay their employees. Mm. Um, But the thing is, 
even if I cancel my Disneyland pass, I'm still enslaved to the mouse. And I always will be. Not only because I'm going to keep buying all the merch in the world. Do you guys know how many movies they have coming out this year? Oh, I have listed here um, at least at least nine. I'm sure there are yeah. more. Um, in all of their big franchises, Pixar, animation, live action, Star Wars, and Marvel. Yeah. Literally no other movie studio this year has a shot in hell of making the most amount of money this year. I'm no not one. surprised because Disney is our overlord. And it is. And so, you know what? Even if I, like, step, if, if I, like, take one step away, like a Disneyland pass, they still have me. And this is why. Disney, Disney, Disney. I'm actually looking forward to a lot of movies this year from Disney. Um, my biggest ones are Captain Marvel, because Carol Danvers is my hero, and I love her. She's the first solo female Marvel movie that um, Disney and Marvel Studios have ever put out, which is wild in worst ways um but i'm so excited because carol danvers is wonderful i'm looking forward to the final installment in the star wars trilogy which i can't believe is this year oh my god like at least in the skywalker trilogy yes in the in the, in the force awakens last jedi like this trilogy oh yeah it, it just doesn't feel like re- i can't believe we're actually in the year that it's we're in the third movie the Lion King live action film because Beyonce. Anyone not excited? I'm just like, but Beyonce's in it. How can you not be excited? Um, and also Toy Story 4 because I know the Toy Story trilogy is perfect, but I'm a sucker for Woody. He's like the best Pixar character and I love him so much. And people who give me shit for liking him more than Buzz Lightyear, well, I will fight you. Because Isn't that the point of the first movie? What? Woody versus Buzz? Well, yeah. <laughs> An audience on... favor? <laughs> well, yeah, but everyone's on Buzz's side. because They're like, Woody's a dick. And I'm like, no, Woody's the best. Well, he kind of right, was no, a dick in the first saying. one, that's though. That's the plot of the first movie. Okay, but, like, he, like, was, but it was understandable. And also, like, he learned. And then by the end, he was a good guy. And also, like, there's a theme in the Toy Story movies where people don't believe Woody. And every time he's right. So... I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Every time. Every movie. They're like, oh, Woody's lying, blah, blah, blah. And then, then it's like, oh, Woody was right, guys. Like, you know what he can say? You'd be hard-pressed to find any reason to not love Woody. He's Gary Cooper in High Noon. I hate you. Sorry, I made this only very dirty. He's also Tom Hanks. Anyway, Woody's the best. And if I get more Woody, I'm happy. So I'm looking forward to Toy Story 4. I think your Tom Hanks bias is coming out, but that's okay. I think it is too, Mm -hmm. but I have no problem with that bias. I mean, he is the best. I could have worse biases, which we'll get to actually in another category. Oh my. Um, So my next category is reading. Um, I don't really have fancy titles for all of these. (laughs) Some of them I do, but just reading. Last year I mentioned at the end of 2018 that... I didn't read as much as I wanted to, but I sort of found ways to access the literary world. Because I find all of us, we're pretty good at keeping up with movies and television, right? Mm -hmm. We're pretty in tune. Yeah. The literary world overwhelms me so much. Because there are literally millions of books. And they are coming out every Tuesday. And I never know how to keep up. And I have been able to access, like, a few, like, podcasts and YouTube series that I feel like are really good and, like, help me 
stay aware of like new books that are coming out. And so this year I'm done with my master's. I have more time to read and I am determined to read more, um, both books that have been published in the past and also like keeping up with like current books. So like a couple of the books coming out this year that I'm looking forward to, there's one called the water cure, which is basically a dystopian novel that imagines toxic masculinity as an actual toxin. Ooh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, It's called the water cure. It just came out January 8th. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, if you guys have heard of the book underground railroad by Colson Whitehead, Yes. Like a really, yeah. I think um, they're making I, that into an HBO series. They uh, are, Amazon. they are, yeah. Um, Amazon show. Amazon series, sorry. With yeah. Barry Jenkins. Yes. Barry Jenkins, yeah. So that author, uh, Colson Whitehead, is coming out with a new book this year called The Nickel Boys. And it again examines a facet of race, specifically with black men in America. Mm. And so I'm looking forward to that. And Ta-Nehisi Coates is putting out his very first novel. He, that's his, it's going to be his first novel? I yeah, because he's only he's done comics and he's done a lot of nonfiction work, but he's never done like a fiction oh, novel. I see, I see. Yeah, and so I'm really excited to see what he puts out. Um, and so I'm just looking forward to reading more and like, you know, finally tapping into a way to like semi keep up with the literary world and try and pretend that I know books that are coming out currently. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still instead like of, reading books like, that are like that came out three years ago. Exactly. Same. And I think we always will be because again, there are literally millions of books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I'm a little, I'm managing it a little better now yeah. than I used to. Yeah. So you can do what I do and not read current books <laughs> at all. But that is not me. I love reading. Too. I want. I want to. I want to read those books about toxic masculinity as an actual toxin. That fascinating. If. You, can you, like, send me the link to that? Or, like, the, um, just, like, I don't know. Ah. When, if, yes. Yeah, send me, I like, I will send a, you the info. Yeah, info, because I'm interested in that. Yeah, it's called The Water Cure, again, for anyone who wants to, who is interested. Um, so, reading. So, now I'll turn to the thing that we actually love most, and that actually takes up most of our time, and that would be movies and television. The thing that we just cannot quit Maybe if we shaved down a little bit, we'd have more time for other things, but we just Pish we posh. can't do it. Pish posh is right. It. So my third category is revisiting familiar stories. I know everyone loves to cry about Hollywood doing remakes or sequels and not doing original stories, but actually a lot of the things I'm looking forward to this year, not necessarily remakes or sequels, but stories that we're familiar with in some way being told in new ways. Hell yeah, get that Robin Hood money. Not quite <laughs> what I was thinking. What? That movie already came out. I know. I can make despite another. my, my How much forgetting it that make? it happened. Make I know. Two, made $2 on a matinee. <laughs> Ouch. So I have a, a list of some of the things I'm looking forward to that like are from familiar stories we already know. Um, and I'm just going to go through them real quick. So... Uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone series, because The Twilight Zone is one of my favorite shows of all time. I think it is perfection. I'm so excited to see what Jordan Peele does with it. I think he's absolutely the right person to kind of reinvent it and make it feel fresh and new while still being The Twilight Zone. Um, Little Woman, just because it's one of my favorite novels, so I'm both curious and anxious to see what Greta Gerwig does. I I don't know what is going on with the age of Amy in this this movie have you seen like the set photos where like they're all in costume and everything but Mm -hmm. i thought that um 
Florence Pugh would be playing like an older Amy, but it seems that she is it's playing the, the younger only, Amy. Yeah, playing the younger Amy or the only Amy because Beth is in the photos with them too, like as, at the same age that they are. So I'm not sure what. Yeah, I'm not sure. It looks like from IMDb, it looks like Florence Pugh is playing the only Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I we'll see. I've I've seen some adaptations where it's the same actor, and other adaptations where it's different actors. Um, playing Amy at different ages, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I am looking forward to hopefully, finally, Amy March getting the justice she deserves from the Little Women fandom, because while I am Joe in real life, Amy is my little angel, and I will protect her at all costs, because anyone who slights her, I will fight, because they don't realize that, wow, she can be a brat when she's a child, we all were, and that when she's in Europe becoming an adult, and the way she's, like, putting Lori on blast is incredible also amy and laurie a much better pairing than laurie and joe because joe is perfect with the professor and amy and laurie also work together anyway justice for amy march 2k forever you're saying a lot of things i very dis- much disagree with but yeah. well are you a laurie joe shipper i don't think that they work together they're they're terrible like... together but they would be terrible. Together. I I just I just love them together. The well, okay, is but, right, the ship shipping aside, um, I see what you're saying about Amy. I don't totally buy it because I think she's still a brat even as an adult, and I, I will also never forgive her for throwing Joe's manuscript in the fire, which is terrible. But like, she was a child. Amy, uh, Amy has one. Like, Amy has the best arc out of all the March sisters because she's the one who grow- grows the most the most yeah i i don't know i i know i know i, I know. don't disagree but with you but i, I love have, amy march. yes okay i love her very much anyway continuing i'm not going to take this long for this whole thing um my next one speaking of problematic faves people who i have biases against which maybe is not the best thing quentin tarantino has a new movie coming out this year once upon a time in hollywood um semi about the Manson murder so it's a a familiar story from a new perspective um and I am I will always love Tarantino I cannot help myself I I can't help it guys he makes good movies um going to tv I am the night the new TNT show about the Black Dahlia murder again a story we know but not necessarily from an angle we know Snowpiercer with an asterisk that I'm very concerned about all the behind the scenes stuff and that Scott Derrickson left the project. I'm a little worried, but David Diggs is in it and we love David Diggs. Anya, you neglect to mention that I Am the Night stars our favorite Chris. And the best Chris. Written, yeah. Or is and produced, developed by Patty Jenkins. Yes. I'm trying, I'm just trying not to go for like an hour. So I'm trying to like be quick. That's <laughs> all why. Right, all right, all right. But yes, Very also, fair. I should mention the best, Chris. Um, this is not even an argument. Listen to our episode on it. It's Chris Pine. Um, <clears throat> Central Park Five, the Netflix series from Ava DuVernay, um, because it's a story we know, but now we're seeing it told um, the eyes of a wonderful black female filmmaker. I'm so is excited a, for that. Is it a docuseries or a fictional? It's a, did I say docuseries? I don't know. I'm asking oh, you. I think I meant, I, it's either a miniseries or a movie. But it's not like a documentary. It's not like 13. It's like, it's like dramatized. a dramatized version. It's not yes. like, it's not yes. like 13. Okay. I, you know, because she's done both for Netflix. So, you know. Yes. And then finally, two TV shows uh, based on movies that I love. So the What We Do in the Shadows TV show from Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement, where now they're, 
vampires are located in Staten Island rather than Auckland, New Zealand. But as long as Taika and Jemaine are at the helm, I trust them. And I'm so excited to see this humor again, because that movie is delightful. Um, and then finally, Mindy Kaling's Four Weddings and a Funeral, because oh. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite rom-coms uh, starring Hugh Grant. And she's turning it into a movie or a TV show. And it's super diverse. And she loves rom-coms, so I trust her. Jessica Williams is in it. And I'm very excited to see what Mindy Kaling does with that. So I, I didn't even know this was for... happening. Yes. I'm Scoop. so excited. Breaking for news. It. Rom-com TV show by a person who loves rom-coms. Like, I'm ready. Yes. What, what network is it going to be on? Ooh, I want to say one of the main networks. Is it on NBC? Because NBC is like her bread and butter. It is like her bread and butter. It is going to be on... Well, I guess can't indicate the... Oh, no, it's going to be on Hulu. Ooh. Ooh. Well, that makes yeah. sense because uh, the, the her other show was on Hulu. Yeah. After it was destroyed by Fox. Cancelled, yeah. Yeah. Into the, um, to the fire. Yeah, so it's going to be a mini-series, so I'm looking forward to that. So that's just a giant mishmash of things I'm looking forward to this year that all come to stem from stories we already know, but I'm interested to see how they're told this time by more diverse filmmakers and unique voices. So my last two um, are categories, but they have one item in each. I just gave them a little fun title the first one is jazz hands because i am super excited for fx series fossey verdon because Ooh, as a trailer looks theater, good so it has so many things going for it i'm a musical theater junkie so bob fossey if you love musical theater you know bob fossey he is the director and choreographer behind shows like uh the movie cabaret uh chicago i mean cell block tango like, that is Bob Fosse, and he is incredible. So Fosse Verdon tells the story of Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon. Gwen Verdon was an actor, an actress, and a dancer. Um, and she was Bob Fosse's third wife and also his muse. Um, and so this miniseries just kind of tells their story um, and their the work they created together. And the cast is great. Sam Rockwell is playing Bob Fosse. And as we all know, Sam Rockwell is a dancer. So is like, he? I'm, Wait. Yeah. Have you not seen Iron Man 2? Dude, and his dancing. I, I had no idea. Yeah, you should look up some video clips of him dancing because he is like, he is wonderful. Go back and I watch Iron Man 2. Oh, also Charlie's Angels. I that scene where he's dancing. He's in Charlie's like, Angels? Uh, the first one? Uh, it's been like. Is he a trained dancer? Really? It's been like 75 years since I've seen that movie, so. I don't necessarily know, like, how much, like, actual training he has, but, mm -hmm. like, he's a dancer, and he's, like, he got, he got the moves. Wow. He got the moves. And I also love him, and so I'm excited to see him in this. And not um, playing a racist cop. Not playing a racist cop. Or George Wouldn't W. Wouldn't that Bush. be nice? Um... And then Michelle Williams is playing Gwen Verdon, and it's produced by Lin Manuel Miranda. So, just like wow. a lot of things, favorite things, a lot of things going for the series, and I'm so excited. Um, and then, last but not least, my final category, one little item, is um, a demon and an angel walk into a bar. What happens next? Well, I think what happens next is finally an adaptation of the satirical novel by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, Good Omens. Got my favorite author. Got one of my favorite books by him. Finally, I'm going to see it envisioned on the screen. 
with an excellent cast. We have David Tennant and Michael Sheen in the lead roles as Demon Crowley and Angel Aziraphale. And we also have people like <clears throat> Nick Offerman and Francis McDormand and Derek Jacoby and... John Hamm. John Hamm. I was like, I know there's another big one. And the trailer looks great. I'm so excited. Neil Gaiman is, I believe he's show running. Yes. Yeah. He's, uh, he's taking this baby all the way. He is. And I mean, you know, it makes sense. Terry Pratchett passed away a couple of years ago. And, you know, this book means a lot to Neil Gaiman. And so I can see why he wants to show run it. And it's his first time show running. And I'm just excited to see what it looks like and how it all uh, comes together. And I just love Good Omens. And you guys have both read it now, I believe. Yes. 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 And Willoughby, you read it just recently. I did, because it so, took me a while to get into it. Because but now it's it'll so be, British. It'll be fresh in your mind when you watch it, right? Mm-hmm. What? You're totally going to watch it? Oh, of course. In a heartbeat. Okay, good. good. I'll put well, subtitles on. I'll be able to understand what people are saying now. <laughs> Fair. The, um, the, <laughs> good Omens is a book that needs subtitles. <laughs> yeah, like the book itself needs subtitles sometimes. Yeah. The most British thing you've like, ever read. Super British, like, I half love the it. Time, half the time, what's running through my head is the narrator going, "What's all this then?" Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with the with train spotting when you definitely not need to read subtitles oh, yeah. for those very oh, Spanish accents. And the most so. recent season of Doctor Who, we had to put the subtitles on because everyone speaks in a North accent. <laughs> exactly. Has a North. Um. So that is all the things I'm looking forward to. Uh, this year. I'm not looking forward to canceling my Disneyland pass, but um No, it's gonna be heartbreaking. That's gonna be like gonna be. ripping off a limb. We'll see it. We'll see if I'm actually able to go through with it though. The mouse might have me. I mean, does that mean that you'll just not go to Disneyland or will you pay like a full price sort of deal? Like if um, go? I would probably go occasionally, um, because like their full price tickets, like their day tickets have gotten so expensive. Like that's the thing, is like so they upped the price of everything this year. And it went up, like, exorbitant amounts. And, like, their employees are still being paid, like, minimum wage. And, like... Is like, it because they're, they're building all the Star Wars stuff? Like, they need the cost? I don't know. I, I, I can't see any justification because Disney literally has more money than God. And it also like, annoys me. I remember when that Anaheim uh, story came out in the L.A. Times. L.A. Times, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, they basically, like, strong-armed... Uh, people in like the press by like refusing them access to press screenings because of the bad story and that so i think yeah so i think like you know it's like a slightly a moral thing um but also like so galaxy's edge the star wars land opens this summer and i also don't look forward to those crowds they sound horrifying so i'm like oh maybe i can just cancel my pass save up money and go for like a weekend next year and see Star Wars Land when it's like been open a year. But also they have Marvel Land opening, which I'm excited for. So I'm like, mm, just cancel, save up money and spend a weekend exploring the new things. But I'm like, Disney, I love you, but I need to walk away from you. Well, let's think about Shaking it this your fist. way. Is the parks, are they all run by the same people or like the movies made by, like, is there, I know like there's Walt Disney Pictures, but does Walt Disney Pictures also like, fund the park or like are they like like i, mean, I know I bob Iger's in charge i don't know how all the like how funding necessarily works i mean it it is all under bob Iger and like his leadership yeah. and like you have bob Iger, and then like you'll have like you know like presidents overseeing like disney parks and stuff but like right. it's still like one umbrella 
I would just and... say put your money towards things that that are beneficial, like the movies. And like paying your employees livable wages. Yes. Shouldn't need to be said in 2019 and yet. Yes. Hey, you'd think that, but here we are living in the worst timeline. <laughs> the darkest timeline. Ah. Um, but it, it is the darkest timeline. But like I have just explained over this last rambly, like 40 minutes, I'm so sorry, um, <laughs> of things I'm looking forward to. I want to focus on the positive things. And what are you guys looking forward to? Willoughby, I want to hear everything you're excited about this year. Well, the good thing is, Anya, you took one of my categories, so I could take that out. One of them was Disney Takeover. And what are you looking forward to? I listened to the four movies that I'm most excited for. Um, are there any other ones that you are super um, excited for that I didn't mention? We're in the end game now. Avengers Endgame. Um, <laughs> Aladdin uh, and Frozen 2. Those are the ones that you did not say. Elsa so those are the ones that girlfriend. I'm excited for. Elsa better get it, girlfriend. You cannot cast Evan Rachel Wood in Frozen Two Is and she not in make her Frozen Two. Oh. So she and Sterling K. Brown got cast. I should know oh, more shit. about these things. And I'm like, Evan Rachel Wood is like an openly queer woman. Like, please, please let her be playing a love interest for Elsa. Disney, give us this one thing: the gays love you. Yeah, but you know how their track record about. Um... LGBT representation has. They'll just say afterwards, "Oh yeah, she was gay, by the way." And it's then so everyone will be like, "Frustrating because oh. like Disney has a huge queer fan base. Like there, there's like what's called Gay Days at Disneyland, where it's like a full weekend in October of like it's just called Gay Days, and it's basically like an LGBT like celebration at Disneyland. Wow. And it's not like an, it's not like an official event, but like Disneyland has like they started making like rainbow food for the weekend, and like so they're sort of like semi on board if not like officially mm. and i'm like disney you have a huge fan base in this community like one yeah, thing you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to anger those those midwest cu- family couples in the in indiana who hate the gays <laughs> uh no yeah. that's stupid and they should include more uh lgbt Maybe people in their I'm movies sh- holding out hope you guys please but uh, for aladdin i'd say i'm not exactly excited but i'm interested in it just because aladdin is one of my favorite movies from my childhood and i'm really like on like which is which is weird to say because lion king is my favorite movie of all time and i'm very excited for this live action one but this live action of aladdin just seems like it could go wrong in so many different ways i just wish they hired better music and lyricists than and also better a better director than guy ritchie who does not seem like he completely understands the cultural importance of this film do you know how cool this movie would be if like they had hired a director and also musicians like from the middle east that would have been great like, can you imagine, like, their, like, them taking on this, like, iconic Disney movie and, like, staying true to that, like, Disney spirit while also, like, bringing in their own, like, cultural touchstones and, like, their own vision? Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very concerned that this movie is going to be a hot mess, so I can't, in good faith, put it on my most anticipated list. But I will hope that it's good for your sake, Willoughby. I think it's on. I think it's on Willoughby's most curious list. Yes intrigued yes tentatively intrigued so yeah so disney is gonna own my soul for 2019 and that's okay but there's also a bunch of uh and this leads me to my second category um or i guess my first real category 
the non-Disney movies I'm looking forward to in 2019. And uh, the first one is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie in which he Yay. plays Mr. Rogers. And after seeing, after watching won't you be my neighbor last week, I am fully on board for this movie because young Tom, young Mr. Rogers looks like young Tom Hanks. Like it's kind of scary how much they actually really look alike. Um, and you guys know that um, in the drunk history episode about Mr. Rogers, Colin Hanks, Colin Hanks, Hanks played Rogers, him. Yes. And I'm just like, this is so cute. That's like, perfect. The nicest family in Hollywood currently playing the nicest man in Hollywood in the past. Yes. So my next movie is... <sighs> we don't is deserve ha- this pureness. <laughs> my next movie is How to Train Your Dragon 3, colon, The Hidden World. I'm very excited for that. Um, the, those movies are some of the most beautiful movies DreamWorks have ever produced. Um, I mean, Shrek notwithstanding, but, um, you know, they're very good. Um, Detective Pikachu got, like, the most views on a trailer, like, ever or something. It was at the same time that, it was literally the same day Toy Story 4 trailer dropped, and, like, there's a sizable difference between the trailer views. It's kind of incredible. It's hilarious. Um, Detective Pikachu looks buck wild and i can't wait to watch it john wick chapter three uh is one that i'm looking forward to john wick chapter two was such a great investment in world building that i can't wait to see what they do with this movie um and keanu is always very good i think this is this is such a weird underrated franchise that i think uh deserves more love it didn't make a lot they don't make a ton of uh, bucks at the box office um, but either way, I'm excited. Men in Black International is another movie I'm very much looking forward to. I think we talked about it a little bit on the podcast earlier. And then Ryan Johnson's next movie, Knives Out, which has like an all-star cast um, that I cannot remember except for Chris Evans right now. But they are in that. The, there's a bunch of cool people in that movie, and I can't wait for that because uh, his independent movies have always been very, very good in uh, the Last Jedi, of course, is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. What category and is this again? I, I, I totally the non Disney movies. I'm looking forward to. Okay. In because yeah. Disney is gonna own the movies this year, so we have to like give some love to other give love to others. Yeah. So you gotta talk about the ones that aren't uh, under the the House of Mouse. Um, the third category uh, only has two. The evil has been defeated is the category title. I love when evil's defeated. The Big Bang Theory ends this year, and so does Game <laughs> of Thrones. Oh That's God. great. I love that. I love you so much. Yeah. I don't care about ruffling any feathers. I'm so glad Wait, that... that's my favorite category. Can we just end the podcast now? Like, we're never gonna... Nothing's ever gonna defeated. beat... Nothing's ever gonna beat this category. <laughs> Guys, Game of Thrones is gonna be over. Yes. Thank you god but you know they're developing like a hundred prequel series side question though so i was reading about this prequel series they're doing that like naomi watts is gonna be in and it's being showrun by a woman it is and i'm so i'm like do i here's the thing do i like put myself out there and risk being burned again for like the chance to like see how maybe this would look through a woman's eyes versus like D &D, like i was gonna say do those guys have any input on this prequel I don't think they I'm gonna know because they're that... working on their Star Wars stuff. Oh, that's fucking right. Um... <laughs> yeah, sorry, Willoughby. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming they're probably going to be listed like as producers, but I kind of feel like they're not going to have any like day-to-day input. Yeah, and they so... have no input. I think it's something to invest in because I think 
you guys still like the books, right? Yeah. I still love the books. And I still love the world. So, like, I, I think I am going to give it a chance. Mm-hmm. And but I think I'll have to, like, put my guards up because, like, it burned me so badly, guys. It Just like a dragon. Too. <laughs> Will, you're on fire today. Hey! hey. Um, but, yeah, no, the the the, uh, the long-running uh, terrible, terrible <sighs> series, uh, The Big Bang Theory, Bazinga, has been bazingered. Um, oh, but I do so want to say the um, the showrunner for the Game of Thrones prequel series, S.J. Clarkson, was also meant to be the director for Star Trek Four. So she has like you know a lot of good projects um, on hold for her, like or that she was attached to at some point. So I thought you meant Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what? Well, but then she I was also meant to be, but this, the Star Trek Four has been shelved. Because... Right, you're, ta- <laughs> you're talking about Star Trek, the fourth movie in the Chris Pine-led series. Yes. Yeah, yes. the reboot, not the 1984 movie directed by Leonard Nimoy. No, Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home, in which they take With two whales. whales. They take whales to the future. Whales. Okay. Okay. I've never I just seen this movie. Be, <laughs> I just wanted to be clear that you weren't talking about the iconic movie Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home. I was not. Okay. Um, yeah. So these two, the evil has been defeated. Very happy to see these two end this year. Um, I have here written down a quote. Our long national nightmare is over. Um, You're great, Willoughby. You're so... Oh, my God. Thanks for thanks for bringing that. Thank you. Why do we even try when Willoughby's rounding and clever and funny? Uh, my fourth category is kind of blends with one of Anya's categories. Uh, mine is te- television will rot th- your brain. And honestly, I'm letting it happen. Um, so I've got listed good omens and what we do in the shadows and I am the night, but also on this list, I have American God season two, which is actually happening, which is kind of surprising. Oh my God, it is. I'm my, I will be, my heart is like aching for season two. And I'm just like, please, please be good. Like I have put so much of my love into this series. I just want to see shadow in that quaint little town he ends up in with his, uh, like Toyota Pathfinder or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I love that, that part of the book. That, that lake town. That was like my favorite part. Um, so American God season two, and then Stranger Things season three, which takes place in 1985. So we're probably going to get some Back to the Future references, which I'm always down for. Um, even in Ready Player One, there was a couple moments where Alan, Alan Silvestri, who scored Ready Player One, used his Back to the Future theme when the fucking DeLorean was racing around town. And I was like, oh, shit, this kind of hits... This hits the right buttons, and I hate it. Oh, no. Um, so there's that. Um, so t- that's my fourth category. Television will rot your brain, and I'm letting it happen. My fifth category is self-care pop culture, because Christ knows 2019 is going to just be as bad as 2018, 2017, and 2016. Um, is that the whole title of the category? That is the exact whole title. Official title. title. Okay, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Um, because... Personally, my the last four years have been amazing. Uh, but as we know politically and culturally, our country is just falling to shit. Um, yes. So pop culture is where I'm investing time and time and money. Um, so on this self-care list, I have diving into more fantasy and escapist books because I need it. Um, which is why I uh, privately messaged Anya about if the Percy Jackson books were good. And, and I gave it, him a novel in return. And I was very impressed with that. I was like, oh, this is like the, the length of probably one of the novels. Great. Um, <laughs> I hope uh, you give them a shot, though. I, I will. I'm planning to buy them. Uh, I think okay. I, I think you told me to go out of order, and I 
like my brain is like, no, you can't not do that. So I'm probably going to start with the first book. That's uh, fine. I, I just like, um, yeah, you can start however you want. That was just my recommendation if you wanted like a shallower dive in. I think I can dive in pretty deeply. Um, okay. So I have Fantasy Net Escapist books, as well as Animal Crossing is coming to the Nintendo Switch. And I'm very excited because that game is very good, especially on the mobile version of it. So I'd be very excited to see how they do a full Switch version. Um, I don't think they, they, I can't remember if they came out with a Wii version of the game. I know they came out with a DS version and the game originated on GameCube. So like consoles are where the bread and butter come really comes into play. So I'm very excited for that. Um, and then the final, finally is uh, keep up with the McElroy podcast, uh, all their podcasts. They've got my brother, my brother and me, the adventures zone, which I've talked about before on the show. Um, and then each of the brothers have a podcast with their wives in which one of them does like manners and etiquette. The other one is about uh, dumb medical history that humans used to do. And the other one is called wonderful. Um, I should, I should list the etiquette one is called Schmanners. The medical one is called Sawbones, and the the one called Wonderful is about just uh, Griffin McElroy and his wife talk about um, his his wife Rachel. They just talk about all the things they like. It's basically like a self care episode every episode. It's very Aww, good. Um, that's lovely. And like the best part is like you could tell that these guys love their wives so much, and it's adorable. And then they go they go on to uh, my brother, my brother and me, and they're just like shit posting the entire time it's so good and then the adventure zone is the the actual play D podcast that they do which right now they're doing a monster of the week uh game instead of D, and it's also very good um so yeah those are those are those are my categories and those are my things i'm very very much looking forward to in awesome. 2018 all right i love it all right so i'll be going last for my most anticipated movies and well, anticipated things of 2019 a lot of them are movies because that's all i'm really concentrating on but there are a few other things as well um so thanks to uh my going third in this little round table i come up i came up with some fun titles so the first one is things come best in threes so that they do that they do that they do so there's kingdom hearts three and How to Train Your Dragon 3. How to Train Your Dragon, uh, The Lost World, rather. Hidden World. Hidden World. Hidden World. So uh, you may you guys may know this, but I'm a little excited for this game called Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't know if you've heard of it or anything. Um, it might be a game that I've been waiting for. No, please explain the story. For. Yeah, can you explain like the plot and the timeline of how Kingdom Hearts works? <laughs> I would like to get so, caught up without playing 1,200 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so hd have you gotten your ps4 yet i did i got one for <gasps> christmas my mom gave it to me for christmas amazing she got the version that comes with the spider-man game that's the one i got yeah uh which for the most part has remained in its wrapping while i have put in my movies mostly before sunsets because you know that's fair yeah that's but fair. i'm i'm waiting have... to play kingdom hearts 3 for it i'm so excited so i pre-ordered um like the big like group thing for kingdom hearts 3 the like oh, the hundred dollar yeah. one because like because i had to get rid of kingdom hearts 1 and 2 mm-hmm. when i got my ps4 so like the big bundle is a hundred dollars but it comes with one two three and all the all the games that come on like, like off all the games yes maybe PSP i'll do that because that sounds like it's worth it the thing is one and two alone are like i think like 50 mm-hmm. and then like Kingdom Hearts three on its own is like sixty. Yeah. So oh, it's a gonna, great deal. If you're gonna like go back and get all three, you actually save money by getting the full bundle, and that's what I got, and I pre-ordered it, and I'm like, it's like sitting on my PS4, and I'm like, 
Okay. So Anya, send me the link because I want to do that now. Okay. So the, so we did we did that too. Melissa did that. My girlfriend and she bought it on the PlayStation Store, and it was like ninety nine dollars. The game, the, the Kingdom Hearts three is like fifty nine dollars. So right away. You're getting like much better deal. Four more games for like forty dollars. Like it's really good deal. Plus you get like a you get to um a theme is also downloaded for the for like your PlayStation. So like you get to have like a like a like a background as well as like the um the sounds that your PlayStation makes when you're like scrolling through different menus <gasps> are the Kingdom Hearts sounds. It's very fun. It's very good. Um and yeah, it, honestly like. When Melissa told me like the breakdown of how, how many games you get and how many games like like what the what King, Kingdom Hearts three costs alone, it's a really good deal. I would I would definitely like if you haven't bought Kingdom Hearts three, uh, like if you haven't pre-ordered it yet or if you have, I think you can cancel your order. Mm. I would definitely recommend buying like that one, especially because if if you don't have a TV that can that can support a PlayStation two because a lot of TVs don't have the the, the right plugs anymore. Mm. Um, like our new TV that we just got. We can't actually plug in the PS2 anymore, so it actually helps that we have um, like an, like those games on like an emu- on like the remastered versions of it. Ooh, okay, I'm gonna do that, and you can buy yeah. this um, on the. You can PS- go straight from PlayStation from the store. PlayStation Store. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I'll li- I'll link it to you, HD. Okay, thanks, Anya, and no uh, good information for anyone out there who is looking yeah. to buy all the the bundle of Kingdom Hearts games. So. That that's those are my two uh, for th- things come best in threes. I unfortunately do not do not have a third one. Oh um, no! How to train Ooh, your dragon? That, that I feels like a a betrayal. Dangerous. I know, but how to train your dragon? Uh, the hidden world. I'm very excited for. It's going to be the capper to this um, t- surprisingly good and heartwarming trilogy uh, of you know hiccup and um, and toothless and they're 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 boy and his dragon story and it's it's very great and i am looking forward to how this is going to make me cry because i'm anticipating this being a very um emotional and uh dramatic one so we'll yes. see yes I'm, I'm very excited for that all right my next category is sharp objects <laughs> um yeah. not pertaining to the hbo miniseries starring amy adams but um in this category are the ryan johnson movie knives out <laughs> as well as jordan Ay. peele's upcoming horror movie and his sophomore film us uh, which features scissors. a lot of scissors <laughs> yep. so knives out as you know um is the next film directed by Ryan Johnson, the director of Last Jedi. And um, I think that he is such a phenomenal director. I'm so looking forward to this film because it has a great cast, which includes um, Michael Shannon. Uh, who else? Um, Chris Evans, I know that. Yeah, uh, Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, Jamie Lee Curtis, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Tony Collette, Don Johnson, and Christopher Plummer. And uh, it's an Agatha Christie inspired murder mystery, which oh is something that you like. It's all I'm already sold just from that cast and from that little premise. So I cannot wait. Yes. And uh, Ryan Johnson did not ruin Star Wars. Nope. Um, so he, contrary to oddly popular belief, oddly popular belief, he is a great director, and I'm so excited for him to go back to his um, indie work as well. Uh, and Us, of course, is the sophomore film from Jordan Peele after his breakout hit Get Out last year, two years ago. Um, and, it's hard uh, to tell. Yeah, it's 2019 now. And it stars Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke as the um, 
the fam the head of this quartet family who go on a family vacation and uh, are soon besieged by doppelgangers of themselves and the trailer looks is just bone chilling it's creepy and disturbing and i'm so excited for it and uh, i'm also excited to see lupita nyong'o in a role where she is not behind a cgi mask and is in mm-hmm. modern day as well and like you know um not suffering for the of sins of white men or something like that anyways nope. um my next category category three is going solo so they're making another solo no they're not (laughs) i hope not anyways um this is just two superhero solo films that i'm very excited for this is captain marvel which anya talked about starring brie larson i am extremely excited for this film um and then there's shazam which is a film i did not anticipate being excited for but after i saw the trailer which was basically like big as a superhero movie i was all in i love that trailer i've seen it several times it just gives me boundless joy i love to see zachary levi being charming and um i'm just excited to see this this movie more than i thought i would be it's kind of wild to see him kind of buff out yeah because i'm so used to him being like scrawny and in a bimor suit yeah i know and i'm i'm excited to see shazam and i hope that it'll be continue dc's hot streak that they're currently going through with aquaman and wonder i was gonna say it's technically part of the dceu which kind of just it's kind of wild. It is kind of wild. Like, these are wildly different movies, but I'm happy with that because they're just kind of uh, sh- shaking off the Zack Snyder aesthetic as much as possible. Yes, they really like, are. Aquaman really does not look like anything Zack Snyder would do. Well, the thing is, Aquaman re- like retconned how they do underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. stupid bubbles. The air bubbles? Yeah, fuck that noise. <laughs> We're just going to talk underwater like normal, like normal people. Exactly. <laughs> um... All right, my next category is Jake Gyllenhaal being weird. So (laughs) this uh, encapsulates two movies, um, Velvet Buzzsaw, which is the new movie by Dan Gilroy. Um, So excited. Dan Gilroy is the director of Nightcrawler, which also starred Jake Gyllenhaal in his weirdest role as a obsessive tabloid photographer uh, who – or videographer who is just like – goes off the rails in in um his chase and obsession for like the biggest scoop and um that was such a great unnerving film and i'm excited for what they have next which is the a film about um killer art come to life basically so pumped and, it's I'm, really really good it's art. really great yeah and then it also kills people so it's coming <laughs> it's going to be on netflix uh, i think in february and um it has another all-star cast tony collette also is in this uh renee russo also um coming from nightcrawler uh and um david diggs is also in this as well so i'm quite excited it looks weird the netflix trailer is already out and it looks so strange and a little horrifying that i can't wait to see it and the other Jake Gyllenhaal being weird movie is going to be Spider-Man Homecoming, which in which he stars as Mysterio. I don't know if, if for sure he'll be weird, but I feel like him playing a sort of oddball B-list villain like Mysterio will naturally result in him being like a little weird. I just want Jake, weird Jake Gyllenhaal in all my movies. Jake Gyllenhaal is at his best when he's weird, mm-hmm. so. You guys know about jake gyllenhaal's like history with the spider-man movies right yes he was almost spider-man at one point yeah they almost kicked toby Maguire out and recast him in for spider-man 2 that would not have happened like that question would never have been brought up nowadays 
Although yeah. they did do that for Don Cheadle um, as Rhodey. They did replace him. Uh, instead, they they took Taron, They replaced Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle. But like for the most part, I don't think like these modern movies would ever recast a major character. I don't know, man. Look at the Hulk. Well, they, that's what I'm saying. They did that at the same like around that same time. Right. But like now, I don't think like in 2019, I don't think you could get away with that because I feel like these the universes are so interconnected. It would just like it, but like, yeah, Jay, they were like, we don't like Toby. Get 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 his uh, twin brother Jake Gyllenhaal in here. <laughs> they do look very alike. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and my last category is uh, shoot for the stars. So this encompasses Star Wars Episode Nine, uh, hey. which we've talked about quite a bit. J.J. Abrams is back to to direct. I'm a little bit hesitant or cautiously excited because of that because I kind of get the feeling that he might undo everything that ryan johnson did with last jedi which is what i loved about last jedi so yeah. we'll see I have, I have faith in kathleen kennedy her and not doing that yes because like there is a team of writers and like a team of like the story group who like keep things going i feel like if they were like just to, just to fake out um we'll see but also felicity's in this now so i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> um, and by Felicity, and I mean Carrie Russell. Yes, who is a queen. Who is a queen, and I'm excited to see Carrie Russell in space. Yes. So, Just like Laura Dern in like space. Laura Dern like, in space. As, as long as you cast like iconic women being like badass, like I'm there. Exactly. I'm a little concerned with J.J. Abrams just because he's never finished anything before. He's always left a project before it's done. Yeah, so I in wonder terms how... Of, like, tv or movies like he's always the start of a franchise he's never the finisher of a franchise yeah i don't know how i wonder how he'll handle it we'll see um my next film in this category is ad astra so this is a film by that's going to be directed by james gray who was the director behind uh lost city of z the immigrant we own the night two lovers and uh, it's going to star Brad Pitt as a man who journeys across a lawless solar system to find his missing father, a renegade scientist who poses a threat to humanity. I'm intrigued by this film. I don't know much about it other than its ba- basic premise, its director, its cast, which also stars Ruth Negga, Donald Sutherland, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, but I, um, while I didn't love Lost City of Z, I really liked it and was like really intrigued by it it was a film that was like very ambitious and beyond the scope of a lot of indie films i've seen today so i am excited to see what he what james gray has uh for us next and it kind of gives me um interstellar vibes too and i'm also just excited for more original films so i want to see what ad astra has in store for us the next is um a film called Lucy in the Sky, which was originally titled The Pale Blue Dot. It's Noah Hawley's directorial debut. Noah Hawley being the showrunner behind uh, series like Fargo, Legion. And um, it stars Natalie Portman as a, an astronaut who returns to Earth. And her um, perception of reality and um, her fantasy starts to blur and collide. And uh, it's fun fact loosely based off of the uh woman who made tabloid headlines for driving across the u.s in her diaper that's right yes but i think it's something that'll be a little bit more cerebral than the story that we the real life story that this is inspired by the diaper consumes us all (laughs) yes it also stars john ham zazie beats uh dan stevens 
course, working hey. with, his, with uh, Noah Hawley again. So I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this. Perfect. I kind of, I'm a little sad that it's not titled Pale, The Pale Blue Dot because I feel like that's a much more compelling title than Lucy It was called that for a very long time. I didn't even realize they had changed the title of it. Yeah, it was uh, most recently changed, I think, just like this fast, past few months. But um. And I'm a little sad about that title change, but I am excited for this movie. Natalie Portman is always great, and like, and she's been making great choices for the past few films. So, yeah. whatever she has in store. Um, and then my last one is not a movie, but it's a sort of a project that I want to do. I want to read Dune finally. <gasps> Dune is great. I've never read Dune, and I am really excited about Denis Villeneuve's adaptation of the Frank Herbert story. Um, it's about the spice. It's about spice. It's a spicy film. Mm. I adore everything that Denis Villeneuve has done. Arrival, um, his film was one of my favorite movies of um, this decade, this century. And um, <laughs> I mean, the century has only been like 20, uh, has only been eight, 19 years. So true. But I think it's um, one of the best sci-fi films, definitely. And, um, well, I really hope you like Dune because I love that book. I, I think it's so yeah. good. I want to read it before his adaptation comes out. It's going to be a while, of course, before it, it hits theaters, but because it's currently in production and has an all-star cast, including Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, um, David Bautista. Is, uh, uh, is Timmy Boy playing the same role that um, Kyle MacLachlan played in um, the David Lynch version he of it? He is playing that role. That's a really good casting. It is great casting, isn't it? I'm I love Timothy too. Timmy, Timmy Chalamet, so, Timothy, Timothy. So um, Jimothy I think this Calum is just Emil. a great team. Um, I think someone else was cast recently that was like a pretty big. Oh, Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, I wrote that story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I know things that yeah. I read about. But yeah, it was. Um, so I'm. I want to read the book before this adaptation comes out, so I can just like see what all the fuss is about and uh finally get to reading the one of the sci-fi classics yeah i haven't read it or watched any, the movie either so i might do the same thing ht we can do a book club yeah let's do a book club so that would be so much fun yeah so that's all that's all my categories cool so you know the world might be on fire but at least we have some good media to look forward to exactly the moral of this episode um, so if you guys are interested in talking to us about what you're most looking forward to in 2019, or if you want to chat with us about any of what we talked about, let us know. But before that, let's move on to the last segment of our episode. I really, 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 really like you. But I need to tell you something. All right. Well, since we're on to, um, I really like this week, uh, Willoughby. Why don't you tell us what you really like this week? I finished playing God of War on PS4. Ooh. And it's some of the most compelling storytelling I've ever been a part of. Like, I say that in terms of, like, you're, you know, you control the game, you control the character. And, like, it's not, like, open world. You get to choose your dialogue. But, like, just, like, the way that the game works is that it's one take. It never cuts. Mm. Like, it's, like, basically, like, one long one long shot of uh for the entire game and it it works so well like you feel so invested by the end of it um and it it continues kratos's story from the first god of war trilogy from the playstation 2 and 3 um it takes place much longer and not not take sorry it takes place 
long after those games. He's a father again. He's got a son, and they go on a journey to um, sh- scatter uh, the son's mo- mother's ashes across the highest point in all the realms. And the journey takes you across multiple uh, realms in the Norse mythology, as well as meeting a lot of gods because, you know, this is a god of war. You're going to meet the gods. Yep. Um, and there's so much Norse mythos and iconography and, like, it's such a beautiful game. The art of it is so good. The way they depict the gods are very interesting and cool. You never see Odin or Thor, the big ones, but you get to meet a lot of the other gods. Um, and there's so much talk. You get to talk to the world serpent. That's wild. Um, he's a big boy. What do boy. you call him, Willoughby? He's a, he's a, he's a, he's an absolute unit. An absolute unit. <laughs> um, uh, but he's great. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name because it's very long. But the World Serpent's great. Um, the game is just so good. The action's very fun. And there's a lot of violence. But luckily, like, who you're killing is all, like, undead zombies. And, like, sort of those the White Walkers from Game of Thrones. Like, they're, like, ice zombies. Um, and that's very interesting and cool. You go to hell at one point. Hell is frozen over. Like, that's the, that's, like, the Norse hell is cold instead of hot. It's very interesting and fun. Um, the game's real, game's real good. Real good game. Can't recommend it enough. If you have a PS4, definitely check it out. Awesome. I will I will do that um, after I spend hours playing Kingdom Hearts 3. And Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. Oh, speaking of Spider-Man, I, I will go next for my really like. I finally open the wrapping of my Spider-Man game and uh, put it in and promptly remembered that I have not played a video game properly in like 12 years (laughs) since, can you guess it, Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. So I failed a lot, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's a lot of freedom with these controls and there's a lot of... um, Great. Yeah. A lot of... uh, it's very cool. I mean, I'm a little fru- I got a little frustrated because in the first mission I kept dying during the um Kingpin boss fight with him and his guards at the end like the final boss fight and I was like I just wanted to <laughs> to finger gun people and find backpacks around New York City. <sighs> but it's a lot of fun and the graphics are amazing. So that is um my really like for this week. I might go back and try to finally like get on that and um play some more hopefully it won't like yeah it was a fun little like diversion and i'm really excited to play video games again and maybe practice a little for kingdom hearts 3 yes once you get once you get used to the controls kingdom i feel like spider-man has a really good gameplay system yeah 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 once Once you you swing around new york city you're just like i just want to do this all day it was really fun swinging i i had a little time getting used to the controls because like x is usually attack in yeah. a lot of games. Mm-hmm. I mean, mostly just in Kingdom Hearts because that's what I'm used to playing. So I kept, I keep pressing X and then jumping instead. I'm like, no. <laughs> I need to Do stop yeah. doing that. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm the same way. I had to get used to like square X and circle and like what they all do. But once you, once you like memorize them, you start using them so easily, just like together. Like it becomes a very like, fl- like the gameplay and the fighting, especially it feels very flowing. Yeah. I would say. Okay. I need to get used to it. So yes. that's what I'm excited to do and what I really like this week. Anya, what do you really like this week? Um, I'm going to break the trend of the video games um, 
because all I've been playing is Spider-Man, which we've talked about before, and it's great. Um, and I haven't consumed too much new stuff since, like, getting back from my trip. Um, but I will say there's something that I, I've been really enjoying just, like, thinking about, and that is the two women I am gunning for to win Best Actress at the Oscars this year, giving fabulous speeches when they won at the Golden Globes. This is yes. my long-winded really like. So basically, Olivia Coleman. I'm pulling for her. I need her to win Best Actress. Nominations haven't even come out. I don't even care. She's going to win. She's a badass. She's amazing and the favorite. I love her. Olivia Coleman is a queen. And she's literally going to be one soon in the Netflix's The Crown. Um, anyway, Olivia Coleman is great. Her speech was wonderful. When she called Rachel Wise and Emma Stone her bitches, I lost it. Yeah, It was the greatest thing. Um, and also, Glenn Close, who is wonderful i finally saw the wife um on my plane ride back from japan and that movie is wonderful it is such an understated just powerful character piece and glenn close gives a very moving remarkable performance in that film um so i was very happy to see her win alongside olivia coleman at the golden globes and she also gave a wonderful speech and so you know this week i'm just really enjoying seeing especially older women in hollywood like winning awards and talking about their own agency and the fact that they still have so much to offer despite this industry's ageism and sexism. And I'm really, I'm really pulling for them at the Oscars. I want Olivia Coleman to ultimately win it, but I'm just really liking, you know, these women who have been around for decades, you know, showing that they still got it and that they are still people to look up to and be inspired by. And, you know, Love it. Yay, women! Women! <laughs> That's my... I really like women. They the rock. End. Yep. <laughs> um, so that is our episode for the week, guys. If you guys have any thoughts, uh, you should come let us know what you guys are looking forward to the 2019. Maybe we forgot some things or don't know about some things. So come... Tell us about those things. Um, also, if you're playing video games or award season, who you're rooting for, if you liked any fun speeches or moments at the Golden Globes, come chat with us about all those things. And where can they do that, Willoughby? You can find us on Facebook if you search for us there. We're also on Twitter at Falcon Podcast. Our blog is millennialfalconpodcast.wordpress.com. You can listen to us on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud and rate, review, and subscribe to us all there. Um, it'd be great for you to do that. And where can they find you guys on the internet? You can find me at Tranbui on Twitter. You can find me at Anya Crittenden on Twitter. And you can find me at Willoughby Dobbs on Twitter. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. Bye.